Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. Listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram. Sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. I am. I have no desire to drink today. I have to start by saying that. I'll say it again. I can't say this enough. If you've experienced having the desire to drink leave, and you felt all cocky about it, take it for granted, then you had that desire to drink return. And you don't know why, and you don't know if it will ever go away again. And then you learn why it came back. And then you learn what you believe is the solution to keeping that from returning. You become very vigilant and very grateful. I haven't talked about it in a while, but everybody has like a mental newspaper. And there are headlines. There's things in bold print. And then there's stories buried in the back. Used to be that my headline was, oh shit, huge letters. Awake again. Here we go again. Another battle. Amazing human being needs a break. Not my fault. Headlines like that. Lucky son of a bitch, still sober. See page 20. The desire to drink has not returned. See page D. 15. I mean, it's buried. Today it's not buried. Today it is the headline. Every single day of my life. It's the headline. So easy to take that for granted. I think my second episode of the show was all about my experience when 
the obsession to drink returned and stuck around for a long time. It was harrowing. I'll take it for granted. I never thought it was going to go away. I used to cry about it every single day. Why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why am I like this? I don't want to be like this. Why am I like this? I don't want to drink. I don't want to want to drink. I don't want to want to drink. That's what I don't want. I want to not want to drink. Why am I like this? This is awful. And then I was exposed to a very clear, concise, simple message that's contained in the book Alcoholics Anonymous that parenthetically contradicts most of what I still hear within the well-intentioned, beautiful, incredible fellowship that I love so much. And the desire has not returned. The other day I was talking to some friends of mine about a joke I had made called the set aside, the set aside prayer, prayer. (laughs) And in essence, it was as simple as it's possible to know things. You should know things, actually. There's things you should know. There's things you should absolutely know about the solution and about God and about yourself. There's things you should absolutely know. No question about it. And I was, a bunch of us were hanging out and I was making a joke about, imagine if you were going to the doctor to have a surgery. And you walked into the operating room and the doctor was on his knees saying, please help me set aside everything I think I know about surgery. Wouldn't you be like, um, what are you doing? Imagine if you were getting on a plane, the pilot was praying, you know, please help me set aside everything I think I know about flying. Wouldn't you get off the plane? I would like somebody who knows something. That's why people always said, when you think you know, then you're in trouble. It's actually not true. If you think that you don't need a power greater than yourself anymore, then you're in trouble. In my belief and experience. Trying to live life without a higher power in it. Trouble's coming. No doubt about it. If I think I'm cured, I'm in trouble. If I think I don't have to continuously grow and enlarge my spiritual life, I'm in trouble. But there's things you could actually know. And I want to talk about some of those things today.
I know, for example, that the solution is going to be the solution to many problems is going to be self-forgetting. That will always be true. That will never not be true. Get out of self will be the answer today. It'll be the answer tomorrow. It'll be the answer in a month. I can't tell you how many times I have tried to solve problems with something other than that. Where I'll have a quote unquote problem and I'll try to, I'll dissect it and I'll try to attack it mentally and solve it and work it out and, and I'll get all tangled up in these wires mentally. And the solution is really to do the footwork, leave the results to God, and get out of self. Not ever more than that. You might say, well, how do I get out of self? It's it's so, first of all, the steps, <laughs> I have to say. If you're not on step five or beyond, I think everything I'm about to say will be flickering at best. But how easy is it to get out of self? It's so easy that we just don't want it to be that easy. We just want to make it so much more complicated than it is. Think of someone else. Ask someone a question about their life and listen. Shut up. Listen. You want to get out of self? Listen. Listen to people. Don't plan what you're going to say. Don't don't try to maneuver things a certain way. Don't get your own self-centered, self-seeking motives in there. Don't try to... Don't fish for things. Ask somebody a question about their life and listen. Sounds really simple. That doesn't happen as often as you think. Maybe you know. Maybe you already know this. I have hundreds of contacts in my phone and very few of them know anything about my life. Some of them do. Some of them know everything, but very few, comparatively. Doesn't happen very often. I'm not saying that everybody should ask you all the time and everybody should want to know everything. And that's all different. There's a lot in a conversation that could be had about that, but in essence, the simplicity of getting out of self is almost invisible. It's so easy. Try that. And it's possible to know that. That will always be the answer. I remember when I was about two and a half years sober, and I still had the obsession. I had met Mike who had really shown me, was really showing me 
how to live the big book. I was starting to receive the message that I have today. Mike wouldn't. Mike, um, uh, I was talking to Mike's sponsee. His name was Norm. And I was like begging him for peace. Looking back, I was like so scared and so unhappy and so frightened of drinking again. And so sure I was doing it all wrong. And so positive. The solution was more complex. But I remember I was talking to him and I was like pleading with him. What is the answer? And he said, get out of self will always be the answer. And I, and I, and I was like, I, I couldn't compute that. And I said, well, what if I'm in line at the bank? You know, what, what, do, I, what do I do? And he looked at me and he was like, think of somebody else. And I was like, well, how do you do that? I couldn't compute it. I had too much, looking back, fear and self in me still. I was still blocked. I don't think I did an inventory again. With this new understanding. But today I see that he was right. Learning that, you can hang on to that. In some cases, what you did today will keep you sober tomorrow. What you know. Now, let me rephrase that. Let me just, easy, easy. <laughs> we have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Yesterday's shower is not going to keep me clean today. I know all that. But the solution that I learned in 1992 works perfectly today in 2021. Perfectly. I have only expanded my understanding and practice of what I learned in 1992. There isn't another thing that I have had to deeply ponder. It's always been The solution, it works every single time. It changes every day. But it's possible to know that getting out of self is the answer. You can know that. It's possible to know. For me, this is my own personal opinion. I'll tell you the things that I have learned and, and adopted as what I call knowledge based on my own experience. I believe that um, God's will for me is something that I would love. I had to learn that, but I believe it now. I really had to learn that. I thought God's will was boring and glum and stupid and I really believed that for years, actually, that God's will was just going to be stifling. But I don't believe that anymore. I believe that. Now I look at that as something that I know. God's plan is really good for me. I don't have to fight 
my little plan. I don't have to try to enforce my little plans and designs. God's plan is better. But that's a personal thing. Let me just get back to things that I think everybody can know. In my belief. I think it's possible to know that if you stay consumed with fear for long enough, probably going to drink again if you're a real alcoholic. It's possible to know that I have to grasp and develop a manner of living where I'm rigorously honest with myself. No exception. It's possible to know that. And hang on to that. I mean, I don't know. Thinking about it now, I'm just, I, I guess that uh, without getting into personal things that are so subjective and kind of unique for everyone depending on where they are in essence it's possible to know that it's in the self-forgetting that one finds it is getting out of self is going to be the answer I had a conversation yesterday with somebody that the problem was Seemingly complicated. Well, there's this, there was, well, there's that, and here's the thing about it, though. And and it was just a big, it was like a huge, tangled up. I saw somebody all tangled up in wires, mentally. It's like the solution is to literally ask somebody else about their life and listen. Do the necessary footwork. Don't do it in a panic. Don't decide how it's going to turn out. Don't decide, especially that it's going to turn out in a negative way. Do the footwork. Trust that good has you as best you can. And literally think of someone else. Well, this is where these voices come in. I know because I've had this conversation literally thousands of times. Well, I don't know. I, I can't, there's nobody else to think about because I live alone or I don't know, you know, my kid moved out or my dad, you know, just passed or, you know, there's always reasons to complicate this and make it seem like it's just not possible. But there's, as our good friend Dave likes to say, there's billions of people on the planet. Billions. Billions. And my job is to not think about one of them. It's possible to know. It's possible to know. 
getting out of self is going to be the answer. If you're on a Zoom meeting and you're playing around, are you in self? If you're at an in-person meeting, you're doing the same thing in self. What would getting out of self look like right now? I bring those things up because listening is always a gate, a door out of self to which I have access. Always. So I bring up listening a lot. I don't claim anything. I don't. I claim that I'm better at it this year than I was last year. I claim that I'm sincere in my effort to get better at this all the time. I never don't feel wrong about not listening when somebody's talking. It always bothers me. I'm aware of it. I will say to myself, you are in self right now. You are in self right now. I have a particularly hard time, like, because I was a real punk in school with a real hatred for authority and the class clown and et cetera, et cetera. So when I'm in a meeting with people who are, who share my humor, I have a hard time not going there. And I'm aware that it's not funny to everybody. It's not cute to everybody. And it's very annoying to some people and I'm into self. If I am not giving whoever's talking the, my full attention. I'm aware of it. That I claim. So if you've ever seen me in a meeting and I'm like doing something, I'm bothered by it too. Just say no. So there's some, some, I don't, I don't, I'm nothing special. Just one bell going ding, ding, one ding, ding, ringing his bell, whatever I say. All right, that's enough for today. That's enough shenanigans. I don't have time for this. I got a lot of uh, beautiful messages and emails I'm going to read on an upcoming show here soon. Get into some other stuff. I'm very excited that uh, my friend Mackenzie is coming into town today. And... uh, it's pretty cool. And then Sarah, following her, that's pretty cool. And then The Rock, the celebrity The Rock, is coming to visit me. Just wants to get some fitness tips from me. Wants to bulk up, he says. A little picture of me on his mirror. I'm flexing one of my arms. I'm like bent down a little bit, like old old school, like old old school stuff, like Venice Beach kind of stuff. 
I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three and the Sober Gratitudes podcast. Podcast greater than yourself, the Black Rhinos. Chelsea's back in Canada. Hello. Such a good time with the Canadians. You know, people are saying they had a huge influence on me while they were here, and I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Dumb. I will say to anyone who needs to hear that, everything's okay. It is. I don't know why my life was saved, but on that note, I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.